do supply chain disruptions continue to make headlines and in 2023, we really expect to see more of that. So even though the effects of the pandemic have started to wane, other events are likely to cause supply chain disruptions in the coming year, like an economic downturn, more geopolitical unrest, cybersecurity events, and climate issues. So this year's top five supply chain priorities all relate to dealing with that disruption. Welcome to the Hackett Group's Business Acceleration Podcast. Week after week, you'll hear from top experts on how to avoid obstacles, manage detours, and celebrate milestones on the journey to world-class performance. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast on our Supply Chain Key Issues Research. I'm Gary Baker, Global Communications Director for the Hackett Group, and my guests today are Principal Supply Chain Business and Transformation Practice Josh Nelson and Associate Principal Aaron Blair. Hi, Josh. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Gary. Thanks for having us today. Hi, Gary. Aaron, why don't you get started and, and tell us a little bit about the uh, supply chain key issues research and the uh, top priorities for supply chain execs in 2023. Sure. So Hackett does this study every fall. We reach out to executives to get a pulse on their object- objectives for the coming year and see what they'll focus their attention on, what keeps them up at night. We pulled about 350 plus executives across industries and business services at mid-sized and large companies, and participants included executives from a range of supply chain areas like planning, manufacturing, and logistics. So we're excited to share the findings with you today. So in 2022, supply chain disruptions continued to make headlines, and in 2023, we really expect to see more of that. So even though the effects of the pandemic have started to wane, other events are likely to cause supply chain disruptions in the coming year, like an economic downturn, more geopolitical unrest, cybersecurity events, and climate issues. So this year's top five supply chain priorities all relate to dealing with that disruption. So what was interesting was that optimizing inventory levels jumped to the number one spot this year. 70% of supply chain leaders said that they've been using inventory to buffer against risk. So what happened is companies had been building up inventory of raw materials and finished goods over the last few years to try to combat all of those demand spikes and supply shortages. And that was at a time when, you know, cost was less of a concern versus being able to service customers. So now the result of that is that inventories are bloated, they're out of sync with demand, and 64% of companies said that their performance level on key inventory metrics like excess, obsolete, and expired inventory fell short of their expectation. So companies have too much inventory, it's in the wrong place, and it's the wrong product. And with an inflationary environment, working capital is now a focus, and companies are trying to free up their cash. So reducing inventory or really optimizing it is at the top of companies' lists. Number two was reducing supply chain risk. That actually had the number one spot last year. And as we saw, companies really struggled to guarantee supply. So it's still towards the top of the agenda, but I think this indicates that some improvement was made in companies' ability to to manage some of those supply risks. Enhancing product availability was number three, and that closely ties in with number two. Because of material shortages, labor shortages, and transportation shortages, companies really had a tough time getting product out to customers over the last couple of years. Last year, 67% of companies weren't able to meet their on-time and full-service objectives. Actions were taken, and OTIF did improve dramatically this year, but meeting customer demands and being able to deliver product is still a top concern. Number four in this year's study was cost efficiency. 
So reducing total cost of the supply chain is again starting to emerge as a top priority. With rising costs for material and labor and transportation, this isn't a surprise because uh, companies are, are investing more in those things and also needing to invest in supply chain resilience and needing to invest in digital capabilities. So the spend has now you know, come back under the microscope and there's a need to evaluate that spend and put sustainable cost optimization initiatives in place. And then rounding out number five was improving sales and operations planning or integrated business planning. And this reflects the need to get good planning capabilities in place and, you know, get a structured process for matching supply with demand, one that's going to allow companies to proactively identify mismatches coming down the road and enable them to, to pivot and quickly solve for them. Companies that had good SNOP in place during the pandemic really fared better than those who didn't. So there continues to be a focus on establishing solid planning capabilities to set companies up for whatever the next disruption is going to be. Mm -hmm. Great stuff. Josh, what can you tell us about how the those top priorities have changed versus uh, last year and the year you before? Yeah, certainly, Gary. So first off, I'll make a statement that the previous two years were really impacted significantly by the COVID pandemic. And with the COVID pandemic, there had been a very acute focus on supply chain priorities like mitigating supply chain risk and improving supply chain agility. And those were really unique years, uh, 2021 and 2022, where there was such a intense focus on those areas. So what we're, what we're seeing here in 2023 is, like Aaron said, more of a reaction to market pressures. So some of the COVID pandemic priorities still remain. So product availability, as Aaron points out, still remains an issue. That had been an issue throughout the COVID pandemic, continues to be a focus as companies struggle to really get inventory in the right places at the right time. But what we're seeing is that, like Aaron said, things like optimizing inventory levels and really becoming more cost efficient. This would resemble more of a typical year where companies are responding to inflationary pressure on costs and then also uh, increased working capital costs that they're really looking to bring down inventory levels, optimize their investment in working capital. So I would say in general, we are looking at more of a resumption of normal uh, supply chain priorities and breaking away for the first time in a couple of years from an, an intense focus on the COVID pandemic. Aaron, supply risk, uh, you know, was a chief concern in previous years. Have companies successfully mitigated this risk to some extent? And, you know, have new ones emerged for, uh, new ones emerging for the coming year? So there's a lot of strategies that companies are using to mitigate risk, not to identify it, but then also mitigate and solve for it. So there's a few different buckets or flavors of those strategies. On the supplier side, companies are expanding their supply base and making sure they have enough suppliers across key categories by either multi-sourcing, leveraging different geographies for supply, qualifying new suppliers, and just making sure that they can quickly change to those alternate suppliers if and when they need to. We talked about on the inventory side how you know they've been using inventory to buffer against risk. Another strategy is more structural in nature. So companies are taking a step back, looking at how they're operating their network to evaluate do we have the right manufacturing plants and, and distribution centers in the right places? Should we nearshore or reshore some of them? What transportation mode should we be leveraging? And you know, what activities should we be outsourcing versus doing ourselves to potentially you know, mitigate that risk? 
there's not a lot of new techniques. I think though that what companies are saying they're going to increase their focus on most in 2023 is really product simplification and the use of risk data and market intelligence. So on the product side, companies are planning to rationalize their SKUs and simplify product lines to reduce complexity that's contributing to risk and also implement formal supplier risk evaluations on a regular basis, looking at not only their tier one suppliers, but also getting better visibility into tier two and tier three suppliers to see further into supply chain and kind of get a better handle on where potential risk is going to be coming from. And there's a number of technologies that can enable that. Josh? Can you give us a little snapshot of, of technology and you know what the technology priorities are for supply chain in 2023? Yeah, absolutely, Gary. So I'll start off with a, a couple of interesting facts. One is with regard to expected workload increases. So if we look across the, the big components of supply chain, what we see is that supply chain planning leaders expect planning activity to, to increase by about 4%. They expect manufacturing-related activity to increase by about 6.5% and logistics activity to increase by about 5%. Now, the interesting point is if you start looking at the operating budgets and the expected headcount for those three areas, we're actually seeing a, a decline that companies are expecting that they're going to have 1% to 2% less staff in planning, 1% to 2% less staff in manufacturing logistics. So it begs the question is, well, how are companies going to really get the increased throughput, uh, meaning they're going to be able to handle all the increased volume, but they're going to do it with less people. And the answer is really technology, is that they continue to focus on designing and implementing technology solutions that provide better automation, provide better information, so that their people can do things more quickly, more accurately, and overall uh, increase their throughput. So technology ends up being that critical productivity gap filler that allows companies to be more efficient and more productive with their with their people's time. So if we start looking at, well, what type of technologies? We start looking at the types of applications and analytics that are going to be able to enable that. So I'm going to, I'm going to first hit on the supply chain planning uh, technologies that are out there. And I would say that the areas of advanced planning and scheduling, sales and operations planning, and inventory optimization are going to be the areas that, that companies focus on. Throughout the pandemic, they did see a great amount of benefit from having advanced planning capabilities. It allowed them to run through scenarios. It allowed them to answer decisions much more effectively. And they saw a great deal of benefit the, the past two years. And that's going to continue on into 2023. We're going to see continued deployment of solutions going from small-scale deployments the really deployments across the company, across multiple regions of the company as well. And that is really going to be a big driver of improved decision-making and the ability to have a smaller number of practitioners uh, be able to, to manage that volume of activity. Now, with that, is it supply chain analytics? This has really been an area of focus for at least five years now in the supply chain area, is that Companies are looking beyond peer reporting of information. They want to be able to take that data that's coming through and really inform better decision making. So it's not only getting the right data pulled in, but it's being able to apply analytical models so they can improve decision making, improve visibility, and end up being much more productive with their team members' time. Now, when it comes to manufacturing, 
and logistics. This is, again, an area where there's a lot of opportunity to automate and improve business results. So if we take, for example, areas like transportation planning and warehouse management, these have traditionally been areas that have been very transactional in nature. What companies are looking to do is add additional analytic capabilities, add additional planning capabilities, so they get better forward-looking insights into the business. So even if they have core WMS and TMS capabilities, they are looking to expand the functionality within those platforms to improve decision-making and planning. The other big area of focus is on what we call network design and optimization. And, And these tools really allow companies to look at their manufacturing and distribution footprint globally and within a certain region and really optimize the use of those manufacturing assets, optimize the use of those DCs. So we do expect a continued focus on network design, network optimization technologies to really enable a lot of what we're seeing on on cost optimization and inventory optimization tool sets. So again, technology, it is going to be critical. There's a a number of applications out there. They're moving beyond the the pure transactional. They're adding really planning capabilities, analytical capabilities, and a level of automation that companies haven't seen before. And that that is going to be uh, a continued area that, that companies seek in 2023. Great stuff. Aaron, maybe you can start us off with a final question here. What kind of recommendations do we have for clients in supply chain in 2023? Where should they be focusing? Sure. So I'll start with a few. So I think number one, optimize inventory. So again, you know, balance the existing inventory to make sure that you have the right materials, right products, and the right places within your network. Shore up forecasting and planning processes to kind of better predict what your inventory needs are going to be. And optimize the level of safety stock you have to support product availability and balance the need to, you know, kind of contend with more demand fluctuations and lead time delays that are going to come with your cash and working capital goals. Number two, I would say mitigate risk, you know, just continue to put processes in place to identify your risk exposure and build resilience to manage that risk into the supply chain. And then one more we haven't really talked about yet is just closing the talent gap. So most supply chain organizations in this study said they have a 2023 initiative planned to acquire or develop new skills and talent. And I think there's a big piece of the puzzle. To effectively solve for all of these supply chain challenges we're talking about and deliver on business objectives, you really need the right people with the right skills. Hiring is an option, but that can be challenging. So I think training is going to be critical as well. And investing in just upskilling employees, closing their gaps in knowledge on the supply chain side and on the technology side is important because otherwise companies won't extract the maximum value from their investments and all these technologies that that Josh was referencing and just making sure that you have kind of focused efforts to retain that talent as well. Josh, do you have anything you want to add? There's a few things I want to call out. And as I indicated before, what we're seeing is a migration from a ultra focus on the pandemic to supply chain organizations that really need to serve multiple goals. As we indicated cost goals, supply chain continuity goals, working capital optimization goals. So in order to do that, there's not a one-size-fits-all solution for companies. What we're looking at is uh, there there does need to be a a focus on balance. So it, it can't be drop everything, spend all money to be able to solve a product availability issue. 
you need to look at that issue, uh, really understand your data, analyze your data, and really solve for supply chain continuity issues without bloating your balance sheet, without bloating up your supply chain costs. So ultimately what we're looking at is how do you balance all those different supply chain levers that are out there to really uh, achieve goals across cost, working capital, and supply chain continuity. If we think about what needs to be done there, there needs to be continued focus on not only implementing systems and technology, but also advancing business processes. So there is a consistent way of doing things that you're not reinventing the wheel every time you have to solve a problem. You want to be able to improve the cycle time, improve the frequency of doing planning activities. And that's not only done through technology, but also through better processes, better handoffs between organizations. And all of that remains, uh, is going to remain critical for the organizations in 2023. I would also say that we were talking before about really optimizing the use of your assets. So I talked before about the network optimization tool is that companies really have developed over the years a network of of manufacturing facilities and distribution facilities. And structurally, those those elements are going to remain. But what you can do with those is better serve the needs of the customer. Uh, during the pandemic, customers have learned that lead times can be shortened, cycle times can, can be improved. So the customers are going to continue to hold supply chain organizations to a higher standard. They're going to want quicker turnaround. They're going to want quicker throughput. And the ability for companies to handle that is really going to be able to optimize their DC and manufacturing footprint. You want to be able to place inventory in the right location so you can get it to customers quickly and efficiently without overburdening supply chain costs, without really ballooning up inventory levels. And a focus on network design is going to be able to do that. And I would say that the the third area and I mentioned it before around supply chain analytics is really understanding the data that you have available and then really leveraging analytical models, leveraging technological tools to be able to draw insights from that data. No longer is it really a world of reporting where you're looking at a rear view mirror at how you performed. You want to be able to take that same data, be able to develop a projection moving forward, be able to predict what's going to be happening. And really beat the competitors with decision-making, make decisions before you actually see something happen in the marketplace. And that way you can really be ahead of the curve when it comes to any changes in the economy, any changes in demand patterns that might be out there, be ahead of any type of supply chain disruptions that might be occurring from a, a supply chain risk perspective. So that would, that would be my third area of focus is on that turning data into insights. So I think those three areas really summarize the, the, the big opportunities, Gary. Well, thank you both for joining me today. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Josh. Thank you, Gary. If listeners are interested in downloading a complimentary version of this research, we'll include a link in the show notes page. And uh, we hope you join us next week for another episode of our Business Acceleration Podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find the audio, helpful resources, and a transcript of each episode at podcast.thehackagroup.com. If you liked this episode, please share it. You can also subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. We'd welcome your feedback by tapping the rating on this or any episode, or send us an email at podcast at 
The Hackett Group is a global leader in defining and enabling world-class performance. Learn how we can assist with your improvement journey at www.hackettgroup.com.